lastly, last week, I talked about how God essentially invites us into bringing these decisions to him. Okay, he welcomes that. He, he invites, he says literally, take these uh, issues, these problems, these opportunities, bring them to me, the questions, right? So he's, so he's not up there like, figure it out, I hope you get it. No, he, he literally invites us uh, into that and he promises that he will respond. He will uh, answer uh, those questions. And then I talked about how um, you can trust him. Uh, I talked about why uh, I feel so confident in going to him. I talked about his nature, uh, his power, and then uh, how much he loves us. And he knows you to a degree that you don't know yourself. And not only does he know you, but he knows the environment you need to be in, the environment that you'll thrive in, the occupation that you'll thrive in, uh, the person that you're going to be with, that you're going to thrive uh, with. And so there's so many things that... um, you're trying to figure out, but he already knows. And the question is, though, for all of us, can I trust him? Now, for some of you, you've placed your faith and hope in him, but you're still going to struggle with trusting him. For others of you in the room, maybe you're, you're, uh, you don't even know if you believe in God. And so all of this is like you're just sitting here like, OK, weighing it all out, trying to figure out, do I even believe in this? And if so, what does it look like for me to make decisions? Because I do know this, whether you believe in God or not, you're struggling making big decisions right now at this stage in your life, okay? That's just universal. You're, you're facing difficult uh, decisions. And so what I closed with last week is, are you willing to accept his answer or his guidance when it comes to this decision or this opportunity? Are you willing to accept it even if it goes against what you want to happen? And that may be the most important question, right? Is, am I, will I listen and respond even if it's not what I want to happen? Okay? Um, and so tonight, what I want to really kick off tonight with is I want to start off by kind of just like helping us all identify uh, what we want to happen, right? So when you think about the decisions or decision or the opportunities that you're being faced with right now. And for some of you, it's very specific. And for others of you, it's kind of out there a little bit. There's, there's different things that are in play right now. Um, or maybe it's like it's coming and you see it coming, but maybe it hasn't fully hit you yet. So I'm not going to pretend we're all in the same place um, in this decision-making process. But I think these are, these are some questions that, that you should be asking. And I think for the most part, you know the answer. And so I want to, I want you to own up that you know the answer. Uh, and so let's, let's ask this. What, what do you want to happen? Like in your life? What do you want to happen? When you build out your life, what does it look like? Okay. Um, what do you want to be? I sound like your parent, huh? What do you want to be? Right? Figure it out. But I want to ask you, okay? Your parent's not here. What do you want to be? Where do you want to be? Okay? Like, where do you want to be at? Do you want to be here? Like, no. Do you want to be there? Do you want to be in this part of the country? Do you want to be in this kind of a city? Do you want to be in a town? Do you want to be close to your family? Do you want to be as far away as possible from your family? Like, what? But these are all, like, this is important. Hang with me. Where do you want to be? Okay? 
If you do premarital with me, we're going to talk about this. Okay. Um, what's your goal? Do you have goals and what, what are your goals? What does success mean to you? What does that mean? What does that look like? Because we all have this view of ourselves and what achievement looks like, happiness looks like, arriving at someplace looks like. Um, so what is that? You need to know that. You need to know what you think that is and where that is. Now, if you don't know and you're like, well, I don't know, ask your best friend. Okay, because they probably know. They know you well enough. They've heard you talk enough about what you like, what you don't like, uh, what you complain about, what you dream about, what you really want, what you hope to have, all of those things. They can probably help you with that. But those are honestly so important. Those questions are so important to identify what your responses are um, because, because ultimately, you guys um, – when you think about where you want to be, what what you want to be, your goals, what what is success, uh, and and all of that, how you answer those questions is going to impact your decision making, because everything that happens, every opportunity, every decision, then that you're going to be faced with, whether it's right now or that train is coming your way. You are going to face that decision or opportunity through the lens of these desired outcomes. Okay, so that's your bias, right? Your bias is you want this to happen. You want an opportunity here in this location or you want to see how this opportunity helps you arrive at this destination, whether that destination is a dollar figure, a positional title, uh, whatever that is. And so um, you have to be able to answer that question because the, your, your decision-making process is going to continually be, um, I would say, tempted to be hijacked by these desired outcomes that you all, that you all have, that I have. Now, is it wrong to have these desired outcomes? Is it wrong? No one wants to answer. Maybe. I don't know. No, it's not wrong. Okay? Now, it could be. But for the most part, no. Like, it's not wrong to desire to be successful. Okay? That's not wrong. Right? It's not wrong to want to live in a specific place. Right? Is that like, oh, like, oh, you want to live there? Oh, you must be really battling in life, huh? Like, you know, like, oh, do you even believe in God anymore? Like, no, like, it's not wrong to see a place or visit a place and go, I would love to live there. Okay? Um, and even as I say that, I'm remembering my own premarital with my wife when we were going through that process. And, and that was a question is where do you guys want to live at? And, and I remember going, I wonder what she's going to put. I hope it's not Ohio. <laughs> like, please, God. <laughs> like, because, you know, I was like, I'll go anywhere for you. And uh, I can't pull that one back. So uh, anyway, it was not Ohio. So there was, there was synergy there. Um, it's not wrong to have a desire for a specific occupation, Right. I mean, there are occupations that, yes, you shouldn't want to do, but for the most part, right, it's not wrong to desire a specific occupation. It's not wrong to want to be married, right? It, 
It's not wrong to desire that. In fact, we would say all these things are good. All these things are good dreams, good, good things to consider, to think about. But we get into trouble when these desires overshadow our need to take a decision or opportunity through the appropriate filter system, through this decision-making process. Okay, that's when we get into trouble, is, uh, is when I so badly want that job or that opportunity that um, I don't even consider the decision in front of me. I just take it. Or I want to live there so bad, I got an opportunity to live there, I'm just going to take it because I want to be in that city, right? Like, or or I, I want to get married so bad, they're, they seem better than they're not, so I'm going to go for it, uh, you know, because I want that outcome and I don't see another opportunity and they're there and they seem to be into me. So I'm going to go with it. And, and so the danger of these desired outcomes is they can, if we're not careful, they can um, overshadow and take over a healthy decision-making process to where all of a sudden you're uh, that person that is just moving on from one thing to the next. Okay, do you know people like that? They literally are, are continually moving on from one thing uh, to the next, one opportunity to the next, one job to the next, one relationship to the next, one move from one location to the next. Because whenever something appears to bring them their desired outcome that, that's further along that journey than where they're at, they drop everything because that's going to make them more happy or help them get there faster, right? So, so they just... Everything. They're done. Okay, I'm going with that now. Well, that's better. That's better. That helps me get there quicker. And so there's no decision-making process, right? It's just literally this helps me get there faster. And what you see is they want this outcome so bad that they're not even considering the ramifications for any decision outside of does it help me get there. Okay, and that is very dangerous. Very, very uh, dangerous. Because what happens is when we do that is we ignore what the Bible says about gaining wisdom and understanding. And I shared a bunch of verses on that last week. So the challenge that's in front of you, if you're a uh, Jesus follower, is can you actually surrender that desire, that desire that we just talked about, or that opportunity? Can you surrender that to the will of God. Can you do that? Can you approach the decision from the question of God, what do you want me to do? Right? That's totally different than what do I think I should do? Or even what do I want to do? Or even what makes the most sense to me? It's literally, can I approach a decision and go, God, what do you want me to do? And uh, that has to be the first step that has to be um, my initial response. In fact, in Matthew six thirty three, it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So seek first, don't seek second, don't seek third. And so what I see in decision-making uh, processes for people is oftentimes I see people get into, into trouble by ignoring this step until it's too late. Okay. Um, Guys, when it says seek first the kingdom of God, 
um, you need to understand that that means you go to him immediately. It's not you go to him for the sign-off. Okay? And I see a lot of people get in trouble because they, they go through their own personal decision-making formula process or feelings or, or what their hearts tell them, all of that. And then at the very end of that, then they're like, oh, shoot, God, what do you think? But at that point, like they've made the decision. Like they're there. They've arrived. They're just looking for anything that just kind of is that little spiritual sign-off. Okay, that little confirmation for the decision uh, that they've already made. Guys, you need to bring him into the decision, not the confirmation. Okay, um, I've shared this story before. My best, uh, my best friend in college, he uh, he got married. Um, man, he got married right out of college. And anyway, I was in their wedding, everything, and and she was like, she was awesome. She's like, she was like a huge part of like bringing me to church when I was in college when I didn't go. Uh, in fact, I remember like she was huge in his life, getting him to go to church. And then I remember the first time I was going to church in college was to go watch him get baptized. And I was like, yeah, I'll go for that. And, and so I went and she kept like working on me and all that at the same time. And, and they got married and everything. And then all of a sudden I get a call from him. I don't know if it was like a year and a half later and, and they're getting a divorce. He's like, she's leaving. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? She's leaving. And, and so I remember I flew down to Phoenix because that's where they were living. And, uh, and, and anyway, and it was like already kind of a done deal when I got down there and I'm just spending time with him, hanging out with him, trying to encourage him because he's just heartbroken. And, and then the last day I was there, I spent time with her and, uh, it had turned out she was cheating on him and had some other things going on. And, and so I just like, I asked her, I'm like, why, like, what are you doing? Why did you, why are you doing this? And I was so confused. And, and, and I'll never forget what she told me. She said, before we got married, I knew, I knew I should marry him, but we were so far down the road. I just figured I should do it. And I was just like, are you kidding? But you guys, what she did is she just went along with it. And then even at the end, It's like flares, like she obviously felt like I shouldn't do this. But at that point, she's already committed. So she she just went with it. So so there's a point, you guys, where you lose sight. And honestly, you're going to feel like you lose ability to go back on a decision because you've already made it. Your emotions are already in. You're already down that road. And and, and so ultimately, uh, that's why it's so important, you guys, to bring God in. If that's a desire for you, it's so important to bring him in first, not last. Because if you wait to bring him in, um, and, and I'll say in particular relationships, you guys, relationships are very, very hard, almost impossible to wind back up. Once you're at the finish line, okay, you don't get to the finish line. And I do a lot of premarital. I do a ton of weddings. You don't get to the, it is very, very rare. Maybe three times in all the weddings I've done, we're at the finish line and someone calls it off. And it's usually bad. (laughs) Uh, It's bad. But it's very, very rare. Okay, why is it so rare and yet divorce rates are so high? 
because they get to this place where they're just going with it. And a lot of them would say, I, I knew, uh, but I just couldn't. I couldn't, I, you know, I couldn't pull it back. And, and, and so you guys, there is this point that you get in decision-making processes where you've already kind of given your heart to a decision, whether it's a job, whether it's a place, whether it's an opportunity. And, and if you're not careful, if you don't bring God in first instead of last, you're going to have already made the decision. And regardless of what God says or doesn't say, you're going to just go with what you've already been literally building everything in your life around. Okay, and that's a very um, scary place. I um, the second time uh, I transferred, I, I remember uh, I'm in this team meeting, and and I was mad at the coach. That's why I transferred the second time. <laughs> uh, and I'm mad at the coach, and we're in this team meeting, and the coach uh, and I we are not getting along. He's he's I had gotten in trouble that year. He stripped me of being a captain, all this, and and so he knew I was thinking about transferring. So in front of the whole team, he calls me out and, and he's like, Hey guys, just so you know, Steve is, is looking at like abandoning you guys and all this. Now I don't like, if I feel challenged, I'm not the person that goes, "Mm." no, like it's like, let's go. And so he's, he's like putting me against the team and I love my teammates and, and, and he goes, yeah. So Steve's like, and and, and so I, I just go, I look at the team and I go, I go, you guys all know I'm nothing like what he just said, but yeah, I'm leaving. And, and I got up and I walked out and, and my best friend, my best friend to this day, he pulls me aside after he goes, why did you just do that? Like, do you know what you just did? Like, you're leaving. Do you understand that? You're leaving now. Like you're going somewhere else. Like you're going to, you're not on this team now. Like, and I remember going, whoa. You're right. <laughs> what am I? I I'm, guess I'm. I guess I'm transferring. <laughs> and but it was like it was so. It was already. I was there, right? I was already there, and so like God would have had to like write on the wall or speak in that voice to stop me, right? Because at that point it's done, and so there wasn't any like, oh, you know what? I should go back and pray about this. Like, no, it's done. It's over. I'd already made that decision in my mind. And you guys, a lot of you, um, you're like, oh, I want direction. And you may even meet with me and go, hey, what do you think? But most of the time, you've already made up your mind. I would say on average, that's what happens when people meet with me about decisions. Is they'll say, hey, I just, I really need help with this or that. And, and there's been so many times where I stop and I go, I don't know why we're meeting. I go, well, what do you mean? I want help. I want direction. I go, no, you don't. You've already made up your mind. You're looking for me to sign off on it. And I go, so that's a totally different conversation. I can't help you with that. You're, you're already, you've made your decision. You've already told them I'm doing this. So I don't know what, I don't agree with your decision. There, there you go. But guys, that's usually what happens is we go, um, oh shoot. Well, I'm a Christian, so I better do something spiritual with this. But you've already made up your mind. And so, you guys, it is so critical that you learn how to take these things to him first because you don't have the brakes that you think you do to stop the process once it's already going down uh, the road. Now, another question you've got to ask is why do you feel like you have to respond right away? 
Okay, that's another thing that I see so many people uh, make this mistake in decision-making processes is they're like, I need to know right now. And I'm like, why do you need to know right now? Did they tell you you have to decide tomorrow? Well, no, but I just need to know. And I'm like, well, you've been given the gift of time to walk through this slowly. Okay, it's, it's extremely rare will you, where you will ever have to like decide something right then and there. Okay, but we act like that, don't we? And, and, and we're just like, well, I have to know. I have to decide. And it's like, hold on, pump the brakes. Why do you think you have to know right now? Why do you think you have to decide this decision right now? This is a huge decision. This is going to change the course of your life. You want to make that right now? I don't feel like you're in a spot right now where you should make that kind of a decision. And I think if, if, if that person or the, uh, the company that's giving you that opportunity, if they don't respect that, then I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Like, um, then you should think about that. Right. And so I, I, I think that that a lot of times we rush ourselves. In fact, I rarely see the opportunity rush us. I see us rushing ourselves most of the time. OK. And so that's something that's really, really uh, important and something I've had to learn in my life. Guys, none of these things I'm telling you are things that I had together when I was your age. I get to be the person that goes, hey, these are mistakes I made. So don't do them. OK. Um, like like literally I've had to learn to guard my feelings, guard my thoughts, guard my initial reaction because I know that I'm inclined to be like, let's go. Versus going, hold on. This is probably not the right time to make that decision, right? If I get a job opportunity in San Diego in the middle of January in Oregon, I know I'm tempted, right? That's temptation at its greatest for me, okay? It's like that or rain. Right? So what do I do? Do I go, you know what, honey, pack it up. Okay. Housing's through the roof. We can get great. Let's do it. Okay. Um, you know, and, and like, no, right. I, I, I've got to go, hold on a second. Okay. This may feel really good and, and sound like it's going to solve a lot of how we feel right now, but that doesn't mean it's the right decision. Okay. So let's, let's sit back a little bit. Let's take some time and let's put this through a process. A healthy process to walk through this decision that's going to change the course of our lives. Okay, and so you guys, uh, you've got to learn to to respond slowly, to respond uh, uh, to your decision making in a, in a different way. That's not this this urgent. I have to do it right now. That's not true. And and if your parents are pressing that on you, you got to put up some like walls. Just be like, mom, back off. Dad, relax, okay? I'm not sitting on the sideline. I just, I want to make the right choice. I want to make the right choice, okay? Now, uh, then I take hold of the opportunity or decision, and then I bring it to God, okay? So, so once I've decided that I'm going to seek his will first, I'm not going to react in response. I'm going to put it through a process. What does it look like to actually take the decision and bring it to God? What does that look like? Okay, so Romans 12, 2, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but it says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, okay, everybody say testing, <laughs> that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God. What is good and acceptable and perfect. In 1 Thessalonians 5.21, and it's talking about when you're receiving uh, prophetic words and all this from other people and guidance. It says this, but test everything. Say test everything. Test everything. Test 
Okay, I hope that you just hold on to that, if nothing else. But test everything, hold fast to what is good. So what's the theme there? Test. Test everything. Put it through a test. Don't just go with it. Don't just receive it. Don't just listen and go, okay, I'm going to do that, right? You, um, this, is, this is so important. So, so what it's talking about is, is you need his mind, his heart, and how you figure out what his will is, what his heart is, what his desire is for you is through a process of testing. Okay? Now, when you think about testing, this is the first thing you have to know. You need to know what you're testing. Okay? You're like, well, duh. But no, you guys, I'm amazed at, at how many people take one piece of a decision and make it the whole decision. Okay? Uh, you guys, if, if you want to bring God into a decision, you want to have as much information as you can gather that you want to go to him with. Right? So, um, I mean, like... Okay, so my wife and I, we bought a house early on in our marriage, um, and then we sold it, and we moved to San Diego, and then we, we bought a house, I don't know, two and a half years ago uh, in Eugene. Those, those, that house buying process, the decision to buy a house, was totally different, okay? It was totally different when it was just her and I, newly married, versus her and I, three kids, totally different. Okay. Why was it totally different? There's a lot more decisions within that decision now. Okay. There's schooling, there's kids, there's square footage for these mouths. There's, there's like what kind of school, what all these things that what environment do we want them to have? Like there's so many things that we were talking about because that one decision wasn't just a decision. Right? There's a budget. There is, how does this affect the, the overall budget? These budgets. Like, there, there's so many things like that that it impacts. For you guys to make a decision on a job, what are you, what are you making a decision with? You're making a decision on moving, potentially, right? Like, you could be moving to a different city, different location, different area, different region in our country, whatever. So, we're talking about a move, right? So, that is a big part of what you need to take to God, is, is moving and where you're going, Right? Salary, right? Oh, God will provide. Okay, but you, you might want to look at that, okay? Um, and, and that is something that you should take to God. Because there are times that he has, there's been times where he's been like, just take the job. And I'm like, really? And then there's other times, it's like, no, like, we need more at this point in our lives. And we believe that's a God. And so we'll say that. Okay, so, so I, we take that to God, right? And then there's the actual job itself, right? There's the actual what you're doing. So you have to take that to him, right? Like the actual job, the actual company, your boss. Like all of these things play into that job going well, right? And, 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 and so there, it's not just a, a decision that you, you, you get all the information that you can with each decision. And that's what you take to him. Okay, so often uh, we just we just like throw out these one hit prayers, like God should I do it or not, right? And 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 it's like you're not even like you're not even bringing to the table the things that you really need to hear from Him on, right? You're not you're not bringing the information. You're just like this this like whatever it is uh, to Him, and and you're not you're not bringing to the table 
the actual pieces to this decision that are critical that you need to hear from him on. Okay, so one of the things that is so important when we say bring something to God is get, and I'll tell you this every single time, get as much information as you can about the decision before you make the decision. Okay? Uh, Over and over again, okay? Uh, Ask, ask, ask. Lots of questions. Get that on the table. Those are all things that are important that you want to bring to God. Those are things that you test, okay? Um, So that's first thing. Now, Next step is uh, reading slash listening to his word, which is the Bible, right? So read slash listen to, listen to his word. And then um, off of that is have dialogue with him about it, which is prayer. Okay, so remember I said this verse last week, James 1.5. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given uh, him. So once again, he invites us to go to him and he says he will answer. So how does the decision that you're making, the opportunity that you have, does it align with God's word or does it contradict God's word? Okay, that's a very baseline question when it comes to a decision or opportunity, right? Does, does this decision um, align with what I read in scripture, what I understand and know to be true, or does this contradict or conflict with that, right? Because uh, the, the one thing that is, is clear is he will never deny or contradict himself, okay? He'll never do that. So you can trust in that, right? Um, now, sometimes that process alone makes it clear. Other times uh, it doesn't, right? Like if, if, if there is um, a job that, that you know is unethical or, or wrong or, or there's things going on that, that, that you, you morally go, this is against Scripture. Okay, that's clear, right? That's, that's like clear. Don't, that's not a hint. Okay, Um, and so sometimes it's clear, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes you look at multiple opportunities and you go, man, they both seem to uh, be good and and could be God in it. Um, The reason, though, you start with that is because it just kind of gives you another avenue for God to speak uh, truth into your uh, life. And and that can happen through just reading uh, and and listening to uh, Scripture. Now, when it comes to praying to him, and this is really, really important. Because I just feel like prayer has become this like added on thing uh, that we do. Uh, it's kind of like that pre-meal prayer thing uh, where, where it's just like, oh shoot, we didn't pray for the meal. Okay, let's eat. Now it's good and we're so godly now, right? Um, and that's kind of what's happened in our culture when it comes to actual prayer. When we talk about that is it seems to be very much so I'm in my need. I chuck up this request to this, you know, disconnected, distant force. And I hope that the outcome is favorable for me. Right. And, and, and usually it's, it's not something consistent in your life. It's very rare and it's out of desperation. It's, I don't know where else to turn. So now I turn to him. Right. And, um, and so when, when I talk about praying to him, it's not that. It's not that. And to be frank, it's unfair if you do your own process and then at the very end, right before you have to make a decision, just go, God, I need you to answer right now. Seriously? You're lucky I'm not God. I'd be like, no. (laughs) Dude, go for it. (laughs) You know you. I made you, but whatever. 
Like, you know, go for it. Marry them. See what happens, you know? Uh, like, you know, like seriously. <laughs> that's what I would do if I was God. I'd be like, that's what you get. That's what you want. That's what you get, okay? Um, and that's why I am not him. So um, here's when we talk about praying. When we pray, the very first thing, I can't stress enough. When you pray, remember the things, the outcomes you want, the desires you want. You have to do your best, and you're not going to be able to be perfect at it, but you have to do your best to empty out those desires. You have to do your best to go, God, okay, this is what I want. God, you know that. You know I have this desire. You know I want that job, that opportunity. I want to live in that place, all that. So God, let's be real. That's what I want, okay? Now, okay, God, let's talk. And literally, I don't know if you need to do something weird like I just did. I don't know. Do it. But you need to position yourself to just empty out those desired outcomes as best you can. You're not going to be perfect at it, right? But as best you can, you have to surrender those outcomes when you're going to go talk to him. Why? Because you don't want anything to mess with that. Okay? Next week, I'm going to talk about the thing that messes with that the most. But you don't want anything to mess with that interaction. And, and, and biases are going to do that. Okay? Those desired outcomes, they're going, to, they're going to get in there and twist and manipulate and, and get you to think and believe certain things. So you have to do your best to empty your mind out. Acknowledge those desires. And then, and this is huge, you have to ask for him to align your heart to his. Okay, God, I ask that you actually would take my heart, my desires, and align it to yours. Align it to yours. Okay, I shared last week about my decision after college to go to this meth community and be a youth pastor. Okay, and guys, that decision was made because for sure my heart was linked to his. Because it didn't make sense any other way. He, he birthed that in me. He put it there. That was not this desire, that wasn't this location, that wasn't climbing some spiritual ladder. It was none of those things. It was, it was strictly, I felt compelled and led by him to go there. And I didn't feel like I had any other choice, to be honest. And, and, but what he was doing is he was aligning my heart and my desires to his. And so when I made that decision, it wasn't, it wasn't like, okay, fine, I'll do it. I'll move to that town. It's going to be awful and everything. No, it was like, he's going to do something here. He's in this. Like, he's going to do something. I don't know what, but he's going to do something. And, and so um, you got to ask him that. Now, when we, when we think about that, this is, this is so important because in times of intense prayer, you guys, and when you're in that moment, in that time with him, he brings things to your mind. He brings up the past. He gives you ideas. He brings vision uh, to your life that you didn't have before. And so this time that you have in prayer specifically over this specific opportunity or decision, you uh, have to guard that time to make it free of distractions. Okay. Now, some of you are like me and you are very easily distracted. Right? Like you're praying and you think you're in deep prayer and then a fly just buzzes by and you go, you know, and then, and then it's like, 
I wonder where it's going. I wonder what it's doing. I wonder what it's trying to get at, you know, like, and then should I kill it? Is someone going to kill it? Like, you know, and then, oh, hey, God, you know, and, oh, it's so tough, you know, like you got to do your best to guard your time and make it as best you can free of distractions. You also have to go to that time and make sure you're not feeling rushed. Okay. That's a huge one. Okay. In our culture, we want everything right now. You've got to make sure if you're going to go to him, you have to put yourself in a position where you're not feeling rushed. And then I, and I encourage everybody with this, find a go-to place for you, right? For me, it's the ocean. I go to the ocean and it's just like, I feel like my mind can focus. I feel like I, I can just get into a space with God there that I can't anywhere else. So every big decision I've made, uh, since college, I've, I've gone to the ocean. Right. And, and just like been there, immerse myself there and just start talking and having that moment. Okay. And so find a place for you that you can go to, uh, bring something to write with a journal. That is huge. When you're going to make a big decision, you guys, uh, there's going to be random moments when God speaks to you, have a journal, uh, write things down when you have these moments of prayer, cause it shouldn't just be one time when you have these moments of prayer, write down what he's doing, because sometimes, uh, your prayer time is the beginning of a long conversation. And if you write down what he's saying in that prayer time, you know, and, and, and you go to him again later on, because of that journal and what you've written, you can pick right back up where you were. And that's really helpful uh, when you think about making a big uh, decision, okay? Uh, so write things down because you can go back, you can chew on those things, you can process those things, um, and then lastly is this, I would say this, go to a spiritual advisor that has nothing to gain or lose by your decision. Okay. That's really, really, uh, important. Someone who is simply committed to you becoming God's best version of you. Now I get it when I say that and I go, Ugh. And I do that because I've seen so many spiritual advisors manipulate people into decisions. And that scares me. Even saying it, I don't like it. But I do know that that has been so powerful for me. Having the right spiritual advisors in my life. Guys, that has, that has talked me off the cliff more times than I care to mention. Um, and they're people that I can call. In fact, I drove to Albany this morning because one of my uh, mentors was flying in for some big thing in Albany. And, and so I, I drove up there at 6 a.m. this morning to meet with him to just get some time with him. And that, that, that's huge. I have to do that. Okay, I need that. Right? So, and, and this person uh, that I'm thinking of right now, he, he has nothing to gain uh, by my decisions. All he's in for is, is me being the healthiest, the best God designed version of Steve that I can be. That's it. And so when I met with him this morning, guess what he's doing? He's not going, Hey man, what are you doing? What are you building? He's asking about my personal health and he's going into those places that I don't like going into. And he's calling me out and he's asking me about my marriage. He's asking about all these things that, that I would rather just like, Hey, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the, and he's asking the important questions. You know why? Because he cares about me. And so if I have a, a huge decision to make, that's someone I know I can go to and, and he's just going to do his best to bring the counsel of God into my life. 
And, and, and guys, so you need that. You need people like that. You need a person like that, that you can go to uh, for that advice. And then even as you receive that advice, and if you go to me and ask for advice, I would tell you this as well. You just have to know I'm flawed, right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the best advice I can. And I'm gonna, I hope it aligns with scripture and, and, and God's will for you. I hope it does. But I'm also going to tell you that I'm still just Steve, right? So I'm going to give you my best. Um, and, and I'm going to go to God too on your behalf to help you in any way I can. But at the end of the day, you still are the one that's making the decision. Okay. If you're going to marry someone, I ain't going to be waking up next to you guys. Hey guys. Like I ain't going to be there. It's just you and them. You move somewhere, you take a job. Guess what? You're going there. I'm not moving with you. I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be at work with you. You're the one moving there. You're the one that's going to be in that daily job. Okay, so, so you just need to know that. Like at the end of the day, guys, I'm still just a person. And whoever your spiritual advisor is, they're just a person. They're doing their best. You, out of that and those steps, I believe you will get the peace you need to make a good decision. And guys, I'll tell you this. If you're walking with God, and I'm going to really hammer this next week. If you're walking with God, he's not going to let you make the wrong one. Okay? I want you to think how backwards that is. We're walking hand in hand with God, and there's a cliff. There you go, Steve. Walk off the cliff. <laughs> Some of you think that way, though, right? You think that way. Stop. That's not him. Okay? So, tonight, what are your desires? Do you have all the information? What are you doing with the information? Will you take it to God? And guys, um, take your time. I've had opportunities where initially I wanted to say yes, and then God clearly was like, don't do it. I've had other opportunities where I clearly said no. In fact, to move to Eugene, uh, when the guy, Wes, who planted the church said, hey, what do you think? Will you join me? I said, no. Uh, I didn't pray about it. I didn't think about it. I didn't talk to God about it. I just said, no. Um, And guess what? Guess where I'm at, right? So guard against that. Guardian said.